You are now tuned into the Boxing Bros. I'm Caden, and as you can see, TBE hit us up last minute and said he can't make it. I'm here with my co-host. What's going on, everybody? It's the Commissioner, True Dollar Bill. And I'm back, man. It's G23, baby. Let's get it. G's been having luck this year, man. As soon as G found out that AJ said he'd rather take the fight with Wilder than Tyson Fury, G was excited. (laughs) The first topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Clarissa Shields dominates Cornejo. So if you saw the fight, you saw the fight, you know what happened. I'm turning to you, Conspiracy G. What was your reaction to the fight? Man, Clarissa 30'd homegirl. It was uh, every round, every round was one sided. You know, like I, I thought they said this lady, uh, you know, Conejo. I thought they said Conejo was like a monster with like the jab and the straight right and all of that stuff. I didn't really see it. I know Clarissa got hit one time and told her corner, like, yo, she can punch. But it didn't look like it, you know. It looked like every time Clarissa was hitting homegirl, her face was cocking back. And I was just like, yo, that's crazy. So I actually thought Clarissa was going to knock her out this time. And you know me, I was like, nah, Clarissa's just going to win by decision. But there were so many times that Clarissa caught her with clean shots that I was like, nah, there's no way this lady's walking away, you know, uh, from this fight. She's getting laid out. But unfortunately, man, or I guess fortunately, she survived. You know what I'm saying? So salute to Clarissa. That was that was actually dope too. And I wanted to uh to shout her out because I like how they're showing Clarissa that love, like you know, especially for like women's boxing. You know what I mean? Because you don't really see it like that. So it's like she's finally getting her 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 just due. You know, so. She's like literally like our uh uh what's shorty um Josh Ali nah well, yeah she's our new Layla Ali but like the 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 girl from the UK golly how come I'm messing up Savannah Marshall Katie Taylor Katie Taylor yeah the Irish Irish girl yeah so she's like our Katie Taylor you know what I'm saying so it's just dope that women are actually getting recognized the way that they should you know she's getting love like I know she's. Well, she's getting love in her state, you know. So I don't know. I was a beautiful thing, man. It's just I feel like Clarissa just got has to do just to figure out something to knock these girls out, man. I just it, it's one thing to be dominant like that, which is cool. But I don't know. Me personally, when I when I watch dominance, I like to see I like to see RIPs, man. I like to see people get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? So. But I was, uh, I, uh, outside of that, man, it still was a, a pretty impressive performance by uh, Clarissa. All right. And we have with us Trill Dollar Bill. I don't know. Clarissa did what Clarissa did. It's 10 rounds. Pure domination. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Got to find a better challenge for her. You know, even though this girl came in a late replacement with nine days, or what it was, nine days nine replacement. Days, yeah. You know, we done seen this story before. You know, Carissa going to do her thing and, and dominate these. Uh... Hey, she said she'll do two. Hey, 
she'll go to 147 for two million. <laughs> Maybe we need to entertain that to make some entertaining fights because right now it seems like Carissa's just having her way. You know, she's just having her way. Shout out to her. I'm not mad at her, but shout out to the quote. It's time to go in and, you know, chase greatness and, and do some things, bring some excitement there, you know, because she's talking about running back with, you know, uh, uh, Cruz and yeah. Marshall and, and all that. People don't want to see that. They want to see new things. So if, you know, <laughs> if it, hey, give her that two million, you know, let's do something. But hey, Carissa Shields did what Carissa Shields has been doing. You know, and is dominating opponents. Yeah, uh, it was a dominant fight. Uh, Cornejo does have a good jab, and she does have a straight right. Um, the problem is she doesn't have any variety. She's not a good combination puncher. She's a good single jab puncher, and then one two. Um, but she doesn't have like hooks to the body, uppercuts. She doesn't. She doesn't throw good combinations. She's tall. She uses her range, but she doesn't have the footwork, the foot speed and the athleticism to keep Clarissa Shields off of her. So I knew that the fight would play out this way. Um, I think she did all she could. She took a lot of punches. Uh, Shields kept throwing the looping right hand and Tom David Jackson kept asking her to throw it straight. Um, and G, you talk about the knockout. I think if she would have threw the right hand straight, she would have landed more and she possibly could have uh, gotten Cornejo out of there. The other thing is she was headhunting the entire time. Um, and that's one of the things that we've pointed out in the past about women's boxing is they don't utilize going to the body um, as much as the men do. And I think if they did, that would get more knockouts because you break your opponent down. And although people don't see the, the effect of body shots, the way they, they see from headshots because someone, you know, instantly reacts. A body shot hurts more most of the time if it's landed, you know, appropriately. And you see how Ryan Garcia sat down there and was, it was hard for him to get up. And you see when Oscar got knocked out with a body shot. And so I think in women's boxing, they would get more knockouts if they broke their opponents down to the body. Um, if they invested in the body more, which is one thing they don't do. And also three-minute rounds. There was one round, I think it was like the eighth round or the seventh round, where it looked like Clarissa was about to knock out Cornejo and then the bell rung. And it was almost like, just as it was getting good, they're going back to the corners the rest for another minute. So um, those are, that, there, there are a lot of things they can look into for women's boxing. But for right now, I give Clarissa Shields props. She did what she had to do. As far as what she's going to do next, I don't know. Will it be entertaining enough for it to uh, draw the attraction of the casual viewer? I don't know. But all I can do is give her credit for her performance last night. She showed improvement sitting down on her punches and not just being reckless with her aggression, but having a purpose with her aggression. So for that reason, I thought she looked good and she showed improvement. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros., is AJ threatens to have relations with Dillian White's girlfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, they went at it on uh, Twitter. As it stands, Eddie Hearn has been saying he's 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 negotiating with Dillian White and Anthony Joshua to try to make a fight in August. 
possibly August 26th, between Dillian White and Anthony Joshua, the rematch. But uh, they took the social media, and it was an interesting exchange. So we're going to get into it. So here's uh, Dillian White uh, right here. Let me just uh, pause this real quick. If it wants to work, here we go. Pause it. Bring it back. So I'm letting you know right now, this is Dillian White, and he's he uses some inappropriate language. So here's what he had to say. Let's have it. Let's have it. <laughs> and as you can see, it says, at Anthony Joshua, let's have it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say pause. That didn't sound right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey. He called him out the way he called him out, G. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, so here we go. I guess that's the next one. All right, so Anthony Joshua responded on his Instagram, and he said, I don't know about any talks to fight Dillian White. Every day, AJ this, AJ that, AJ's hairs, hairline's going way back, but I'll still F your girl. Go retweet <laughs> that. So... <laughs> That's what Anthony Joshua uh, posted. And, of course, you know, Dillian White had to respond. So this is this is what uh, Dillian White had to say. And, again, uh, parental advisory on Dillian White's response. Dillian White said, how's about you stop being a Beatrice and let's make the fight, you effing weird guy, always talking ish, tweeting stuff, then deleting. Be a man, you little Beatrice at Anthony Joshua. And that's what he said in response to Anthony Joshua saying that uh, he'll do his girl. Um, <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl from the UK. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to you, G. What's your reaction to this whole thing? All I'm gonna say is, Dylan, you better believe that man. You see what he did to Amir Khan, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> like, <laughs> a wild point now, man. I don't know what's going on, man. You know what? I like this new AJ to keep it 100 with y'all, man. You know why? Because Dillian talks so much trash that I'm like, yo, that gentleman stuff's out the window, man. Yo, AJ, I don't know if it's you going visiting Texas and they got you with some 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 new swag, but I like this new AJ man. You know what I mean? I like how he's talking trash. I like his confidence. I like what he's demonstrating. You know, he's like, "Yo, watch your mouth before I pull your mom's, your sister, you know, what I'm <laughs> all of that." You know what I mean? So I respect it, man. Finally, AJ, salute. You still gonna get body back by Wilder, but. Salute to you, man. You growing some, you know, some kahunas. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I I approve that message. And I yeah. still think Dylan's a sucker. You know what I mean? It's G2023. It's G23. And he no, approved right. that message. That's right. <laughs> All right, Dollar Bill. <laughs> Y'all ain't just gonna overlook the fact that AJ has some bars. AJ this and AJ that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to overlook the fact that AJ dropped some balls. We're not going to overlook that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to AJ. He was like, yeah, I borrowed your jeans and I borrowed your girl. 
<laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> you got that? I want that. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> AJ, do your thing. I ain't mad at him. Talk your trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we know we we know what DW want. You know what I'm saying? We know what DW want. And I'm gonna quote the great Saul Alvarez. Some call him Canelo. Payday, payday, payday. That's what DW wants. <laughs> That's all. So AJ, talk your trash. I ain't mad at him. Yeah, my reaction to it is I'm I'm shocked. Like like G said, normally he would try to keep up a certain image or whatever, but it's like like it, it he said what he said, like like what he was really feeling. You know what I mean? And it's like it's about time. And it's freeing. Like it's it to just be real. Like Dillian White, remember when they were doing that face to face, and Dillian White brought up AJ Barr in his jeans. He was like, "Oh, be real, man. That's not who you are. Be real, man. You being fake. Well, it looks like he's being as real as it gets with you <laughs> right now. <laughs> like it's just funny to me because Dillian White's coming off as a dude that's begging." Like to me, I don't know like if he sees it, but it's like, yo, AJ's AJ obviously has options. Fury wants to fight him because Fury knows he can make money. Uh Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder's the great debate that goes back years. So everyone wants to see that fight. So they're actually talking, and it seems like we have the best chance of seeing that fight that we've ever had, right? And with Spence Crawford agreeing to fight, it's almost like, yo. If we get that fight this year, this might be one of the biggest years in boxing history. You talk about Spence Crawford, Wilder, and AJ, bro, that's just it. Then if we can get Canelo Bavol rematch, this might be the greatest year in boxing like ever. It could possibly be because because you, you're talking about Ryan Garcia Tank, like it's it's insane. So we got these big fights coming, and here you go, Dillian, calling out. AJ. But I said this and um, I don't know if you guys remember this. I said, I think the one dude who can bring the mean back in AJ is Dillian. Because of the bad blood and because it's like that's been your rival. So it's like, yo, I can lose to everyone but I can't lose to you. So like if you get him in the ring Dillian's going to test his dog. Dillian's going to test it. It's going to be like, yo, either you're going to knock Dillian out are you going to lose to the dude you despise? So you put AJ in that position where he has to show and prove. I think that's the only benefit of him fighting Dillian. Otherwise, like, I really don't want to see it. But, uh, you know, I approve of AJ being himself and reminding these dudes that, like, yo, I'm that dude, um, and especially with him and Dillian. So I like it. You know what I mean? So I like it. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros are comments made by Unified heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk, in which he states that he doesn't believe you're qualified to criticize fighters unless you've sparred at least one round. So we'll listen to his comments and then we'll discuss it. All right. And so this video appears courtesy of Boxing King Media. Subscribe to Boxing King Media. They just got over 400,000 subs, but we can make that number go up if you subscribe. 
right, let's listen to what Alexander Usyk had to say. Opinion on Anthony Joshua. A lot of people are saying that he's not the same fighter mentally uh, since his Usyk loss, uh, so since his Ruiz loss. But obviously, you've beaten him twice since. Um, what do you make of Anthony Joshua as a fighter? Do you think he could still challenge some of the other heavyweights out there? Because people are judging him on your uh, two wins over him. Багато людей кажуть, що Ентоні Джошуа вже не той після поразки мексиканців. Але ти виграв в нього двічі. І багато людей тебе оцінюють через ті дві перемоги над Ентоні Джошуа. Що ти думаєш, який він боксер зараз? Мені здається, він чудовий боксер, якому треба трошки часу для відновлення. А той, хто каже, хто судді, хто? Вони виходили в ринг, вони боксували, вони тренувалися. I think he just needs a little more time to recover. He's a great fighter and a great personality. And who are those people who judge him? Who are the judges? Have they ever entered the ring? Have they ever trained and felt that pain? They have no right to say so. Для того, щоб хоч якось говорити про боксера, про олімпійського чемпіона, яким являється Ентоні Джошуа, чемпіон світу, треба хоча б один раунд вийти в спарінг. Тобто це три хвилини. Якщо ви хочете говорити про фітера, ви повинні хоча б раз в вашому житті вийти в ринг і вийти спарінг сесію. Хоча б за один раунд, за три хвилини. Тоді ви маєте право. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I'm gonna turn it over to you, Trill Dollar Bill. You heard what Usyk had to say. Oh, one quick announcement. Usyk uh signed to Skills Challenge and the the promotion group, the promotional group uh, from Saudi Arabia. So he signed with them. That's what he was out there doing, and that's when he got interviewed. So I just wanted to make that announcement. All right, so Chula Bell, what's your reaction to what Usyk had to say in regards to saying you're not even qualified to talk about boxing unless you sparred at least one three-minute round? Touche. Touche. Um, listen, I've been saying this for a while now, right? And, it, and actually, I was explaining myself because a long time ago, we was talking about fighters and somebody said, it looked like Trill was about to cry in the comment section when I was talking about the boxers, right? And how I feel passionate, you know what I'm saying, about boxers and everything they go through, right? And they was wondering why I felt that type of passion, that it looked like I was about to cry, right? It's because... The reason why Boxing Bros and I share this passion for, for boxers is because we know how it feels. We know how it feels to be in there and, and throw a punch, get punched. We know how it feels to, to make sacrifices. The same as these fighters do. So when certain people, you know, like to talk and call certain fighters trash and say that this person right here has no heart and this person faked and this person was uh, quitted on himself and you ain't never been in there. It's cool to, you know what I'm saying? When you're sitting on the outside, it's cool to yell at everybody, you know, and say, oh, you could have did this or you could have did that. When you have never been in that such a certain situation. And it's good to say, oh, this person's a punk, this person's a coward, this person's this, that, and the third, and you ain't never lived this situation. 
This is what people like to always do. You know, they like to sit. It'll be a guy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 400 pounds sitting on the couch saying, oh, Devin Haney. <laughs> Devin Haney can't punch. <laughs> Devin Haney got no pop. Pillow you know fish Haney. <laughs> Get in there with Pillow Fist Haney. They be the people that say in there, they be like, oh, Ryan. This is Ryan Ryan. He he was faking. These people, they never been in there, never got punched. There's a lot that goes in there. I was just talking uh Henry on Sakur Stevenson talk about it. Like people really don't get it. He said his one of his toughest fights, everybody was talking. And I gave him props on this uh, fight. I said if he beat Oscar Valdez, it shows a lot about this kid. When he was in a fight with Oscar Valdez, he got hit with a body shot, a vicious body shot. He had to play it off. He went into his corner and he told his, his grandfather, he said, I gotta throw up. <laughs> it feels like I gotta throw up. It's different when you're in there, and it's different from when you're sitting on the couch and you're watching. That's why I say people got to have some respect. That's why I talk the way I talk. This is why I act the way I act, and I give these fighters the love and respect that I give them. Because they're putting their body and all that stuff on the line. And it's different when you're in there. But that's enough. I agree totally with everything that Usi has to say. Everybody, you're... It's okay. You can have your opinions. Everybody can have an opinion. They're like, everybody has one. You know? But it comes to a part when you become uh, disrespectful. That's where you got to draw the line. I would never go and tell somebody at McDonald's, man, this is how you make a Big Mac because I ain't never, I don't know how to make a Big Mac. But they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Like, you know, we yeah. want cheese on that burger. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> I ain't gonna tell nobody how to make a big man. <laughs> nah, but everybody, this, this, I totally agree with Usyk. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people will get too crazy. You know, they get behind the computer, they go crazy. You know what I'm saying? They get the Twitter thing, they go crazy, and they lose themselves. I always say this to people, man, that internet is an ugly place. You don't have to be an ugly person as well. And you don't have to feed into it. You know, just because you feel like people can't see your face or something like that, you don't have to be an ugly person. You know? The world's already ugly enough. That's all I feel about that. But, yeah, I agree with Usyk. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad because people go. I read these comment sections sometimes when I be seeing the in and the, and how they talking. These guys, are, as you think, the guys in the comments that you think they data fighters, how they're talking. I want to see the guys in the comment section in the ring. Y'all sound <laughs> like the warriors. Y'all sound like the boxers. But hey, that's just me. But shout out to Usyk. I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? In order you want to criticize somebody, won't you go in and try to, before you go criticize, but try to walk a mile in their shoes. Probably can't because they're too big. That's all I got to say. All right. Gee. Yeah, I'm thinking Trill, man, because I agree with Trill and Usyk, but to a degree. 
you know, because I'm thinking what Usyk was saying, and this could be lost in translation, but it, it sounded like he was saying for you to criticize a fighter, you have to at least be in the ring for one round with that fighter. That's what he was saying, oh. right? Not necessarily. <laughs> but I, I think that's what, sworn that's what he said, and I'm just oh. like, ah, I don't, no, I don't think that's what he was saying. Yeah. That's why I'm like, maybe I'm maybe I'm just misinterpreting what his uh his interpreter was saying, but um, but so let's I'm hoping it's what Trill was saying, right? So that's so I'm based upon based upon what Trill was saying. I still low key disagree. And, and the reason why is because, you know, and I think combat sports like boxing and MMA are a little different because these are like gladiator sports. So they're like more dangerous than other sports. However, sports in general, people criticize performance. It's a sport. You know what I mean? So in any form of athletic um, athletic uh, competition, people are going to critique. Fans are going to critique. People are going to say whatever. It doesn't mean you have to listen to them, though. You know, like, like everybody's a quarterback, everybody a coach, everybody got, yo. If this person just did this in the ring, if somebody did that, they will get the knockout, they will get the victory. Like, yeah, it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? Like, on the outside looking in, yeah, it looks easy. Try doing that in front of a guy that wants to take your head off. It's a little different, you know. So, like. I don't believe, though, you have to have that experience. I think common sense would tell you that. You know, you ever get punched in your and like, get punched in the mouth. <laughs> like, like, for real. Like, get punched in the mouth by somebody you were supposed to get punched in the mouth by. You go all start thinking, like, yeah, that hurt, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I, I don't know if you need to be in the gym, you need to go through like a, a, a six-week training camp, you gotta diet down. I don't think you need to do any of that to appreciate and to respect what fighters go through. You know, um, it's just being a human being, yo. It's like, it's. I think it's one thing to to give constructive criticism, but when you're just coming off as just like a straight-up hater, it's weird. Like, no disrespect. A lot of People on Twitter are just haters, and it's just like, bro, you're not built like that, you know. But like these dudes be talking crazy to the fighters, the champions. Like they go on their page, like, yo, you know, you's a sucker or you's a loser. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. G. That's no, too the much. is on Super Saiyan Five mode, bro. Like, it's just beyond disrespectful, especially on the internet. You know, when people could hide behind avatars, you know, so they could pull that off. But in person, they wouldn't dare do that, you know. So I'm going to be honest. I actually respect uh, some of these commentators and um, people who actually, you know, they're not hiding behind nothing. They just there, like, and just giving their opinion. Because I'm like, at least they're man or woman enough to say, hey, I'm the person who said it. Unlike these other guys who are just hiding behind, like, you know, uh, uh, like a picture that they grabbed of Mike Tyson or Ali from you know back in the days, front and like that's their dad or something. You know what I'm saying? Talking trash on the internet, man. It's just corny. So I I don't know. I feel like, and I wish Ned was here because um 
you know, I usually had these conversations with Ned, you know what I'm saying? Like on the show, like when he says like stuff like, yo, that person's a bum. And I'm like, don't call him that. Cause you know, it's like, bro, until you get like punched in the face in front of millions of people, bro, you'll never know how that feels. That's weird to me. Like, even like when they be like, yo, crap, uh, uh, was it like Uber drivers and truck drivers and all that. And I'm like, I always wonder, like, why they tell the people that on TV, right? I'm like, they shouldn't even say that. You know what I'm saying? Because it kind of, like, diminishes that person. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you say that to let people know, like, hey, man, these people got regular lives, man. You know what I'm saying? They got bills to pay. You know, some guys aren't privileged enough to just be in the gym 24 hours a day and provide for their families. Some guys got to work regular jobs or Saturday third. So it's like a juggling act. You know, it's like figuring out a lot of things. So let's say that guy's performance isn't the best. Why? Because maybe he got called two weeks before the fight to take this fight on. You know, so he's not in top shape. And he gets in the ring, he gets violated. We're like, oh, he's a bum. He's this, he's that. But we don't know the backstory. You know what I mean? He's probably fighting the guy that knew he was going to fight that guy like three months in advance. But he finds out last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, the game is grimy like that, man. So I, I just feel like we're always quick to judge people as opposed to, like, not being, like, quick to understand and try to understand the situation and show, like, empathy. You may not have to have sympathy, but at least have empathy. Yes. It's good to have opinions, man. But when these people cross that line from opinions to calling fighters bees and... Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, a few things. I heard, like, a lot of great points. I agree with with most of them. Um, I'll say this. The one thing I disagree with Usyk on is if you invest your money into something, you have the right to review it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if people pay to watch Anthony Joshua and Usyk fight twice, they have the right to leave a review. That's just the way life works. That's just the way the consumer world works. If I buy a product, I can review the product because I purchased that product. I invested in that product. So now if my review is good, more people will come and more people will be interested. If my review is bad, then I, I can possibly deter people from buying it. Let's be honest. Some products deserve positive reviews and people should pick them up and some products you want that negative review so it's like yo don't buy this because this is um so i always say if you invest your time and you invest your money then you have the right to give a review but with that being said you don't have the right to cross the line and many times people cross the line beyond reviews to personal attacks and personal attacks aren't cool and so when you cross the line and you go into personal attacks, you enter a different, a different, a different realm to me because, you know, I've seen some channels get on with professional fighters and call them B's and P's and C's and go at them a certain way. That's threatening. And then you and then you, if you're threatening people or whatever, you're taking it to a whole nother level. But if your critique is simply about a performance you watch, about technique, about the X's and O's of boxing, about strategy and philosophy. To me, that's all fair game. Right. And so when when they asked Usyk and, and they were talking about Anthony Joshua and he said some people are saying he hasn't been the same or questioning 
his his mental toughness. I think what Usyk was trying to say was, okay, then tell those same people because he's saying who are they to judge to live a boxer's lifestyle and then go in the ring and spar for at least one round. Because I think what he was trying to say, and this is how I interpret it, because I've witnessed it my entire life, was after one round, most of those people who were talking trash about Anthony Joshua would quit boxing and never step in the ring again. Mm -hmm. So, like, it doesn't, they don't need to be boxing Anthony Joshua. They just need to be boxing a competent boxer, someone who trains, someone who lives the lifestyle, put them in the ring with someone who boxes. Let's see after one three-minute round, will they come out for the second round? I'm telling you, bro, like, I grew up in boxing gyms. I can't tell you the flavor of the week. You know what I'm saying? We always see. We would see a kid come come in and be like, oh, I want to learn how to box or whatever. No beat. No bull. They'll come in. All right. The trainers be like, all right, come in or whatever. And then when they leave, they'll come up to us and be like, how long do you think that kid's going to last? And they'll and people be like, I give them two weeks. I give them ball, whatever. Someone say one sparring session. After one sparring session, the kid never come back. It's the same one. Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. Just when you was telling the story, reminds me of our singing. The boxing bro saying, come humble. I'll leave humble. <laughs> yep. Come humble or leave humbled. Exactly. So when I played football, we had this one kid. I won't say his name because apparently our show makes the rounds in Boston. So I'm not going <laughs> to say any names. But this kid, if he's watching, he's going to know. He, he know If he watches, he knows who he is. He came in thinking he was like God on the football field. Because he was the man in two-hand touch playground of football, whatever. We play in pads, full contact, everything. So he showed up during our, like, our practice, and he was shining in practice. Like Because before you can get headgear, I mean, before you can wear shoulder pads, helmets, and everything, you got to have three days of conditioning at least, right? So we have two weeks of conditioning. So during conditioning drills, he's doing all that running, you know, coming in first and third every time, like – I mean, he looked great in all the practice drills, but as soon as we put on them pads and he caught that pass over the middle, one of my boys came and lit him up. He was laid out on the floor (laughs) for like two minutes. Got up. After that practice, we came back to next practice. Didn't see him. Came back. Weeks. Didn't see him. He stopped playing football and started playing basketball. He, don't, he didn't he didn't want to play football no more. He stopped playing football and went to church. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen those dudes in the boxing gym. They come in, they hit the bag, they doing all that. They they want to act tough. Soon as the sparring session comes, soon as they get pieced up a little bit, they done. You know what type of mental toughness it takes. That's why I said, like, when people when people criticize certain people, like you know the type of mental toughness it takes to get your behind whoop one round and come back out and say, I'm gonna win the next one? <laughs> you or, me? or get your butt whooped and say, I'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, any boxer in a gym today, any professional boxer had to get beat up one day, embarrassed in front of everyone, and still come back to that same gym. And say, I'm going to get better and win next time. 
that's what people don't understand when that's what Usyk is talking about when he's talking about the boxing lifestyle. What he's saying, go in the ring and spar one round. Because after that one round, everyone's gonna know who you are. You because when you, yep, you that's just the way it is. You don't know enough. Like for me, I remember the first time I stepped in the boxing ring. Yo, excessive blinking, cuz I'm just blinking all the time. And my trainer's like, stop freaking blinking. Like, it's okay. You can get hit with your eyes open. You know what I mean? And so once you get comfortable, that's why I said you can tell certain cues, everything. Once you get comfortable, you've seen everything. You just looking. Imagine you just see them boxers in there, how calm they look under fire, and you think it's a game. But when you're the one who's under the fire, yeah. see, all that's years of experience, years of being calm years of all but the the average beginner don't know that they they come like this they shell <laughs> up they freeze they do all types of stuff what what you're watching on on tv from the best at the best fighters in the world is years of training and experience so that's one thing imagine going one round where you got absolutely dominated feel like you might get knocked out and still Get up to answer the bell and say, it's going to be what it's going to be. You don't understand the type of courage that has, uh, the type of courage that takes unless you've been in that situation. And we've seen guys not answer the bell in the pro ranks. We've seen guys not. Now, to me, you I feel like you can call out if you believe someone quits. But what you shouldn't do is call them a quitter. So that's something completely different. I won't label someone as a quitter, but I will say I personally think they could have continued. But I'm not calling them a quitter because, again, I don't know. And also, like I said, you don't know what someone is experiencing. Look at what happened with Lamenti. That's a fact. Right? They say he got bleeding in his brain. He's still stable, but they still so... What if he would have just sat on his stoop in the eighth round and said, yo, I don't feel like myself, bro. I, I, I just can't answer the call. Everyone would have been calling him a quitter. Man got bleeding on his brain. You can't see that. So for me, like I said, people show me their fighters in more ways than just being undefeated or winning in spectacular fashion. And I, I'll give the example. Deontay Wilder to me didn't show me he was a fighter when he was beating up everyone. He showed me he was a fighter when Fury was beating up on him and he kept answering the bell trying to win. You know the type of heart that takes, bro? No, I'm telling you, half the people who talk trash about Wilder would not have the heart to do that. Then this man, yeah, in front of millions, then his corner doing a towel. And this man talked himself into a corner, said, I wanted to die in the ring. Let me die in the ring. Oh, Fury had a cheat, whatever. Got dropped in the third round twice. Went back to his corner. This is when Wilder showed me he's a fighter. No bull. I'm celebrating at that crib. I'm telling you, I wanted to come on here and talk so much trash to G and Complex and everyone. I was ready. I'm like, Wilder's going out in the fourth. Wilder's going out in the fourth, and then he came back out and dropped Fury twice, bro. Then you see Fury on the floor thinking, like, do I even want to get up? Then you see the fighter in Fury. Fury got up. 
And that's when I say, yo, Wild is for real. Because if he would have, this is what I'm, these, this is, that's how you prove you a fighter. AJ got uh, stopped by Andy Ruiz in the second biggest upset in boxing history, according to the odds. Went into an immediate rematch and got his belts back. When everyone was saying he can't win, that's how you know that man's a fighter. He fought Usyk as his mandatory when most people don't even want to fight him for undisputed. <laughs> and he gave him a fair split right out the gate. Wasn't hard to make the fight with AJ. AJ lost, went to immediate rematch, lost again. But he tried to keep his belt. He could have just vacated his belt. Still would have had two belts, still could have been champion, still could have been nitpicking if he wanted to hold the belt hostage. That's what shows me AJ's a fighter. Everybody's saying the dude's mentally weak. Mentally weak people don't do what he does. I will admit this, though. He does look like he's lost some confidence in himself, but that comes with the territory. Any shooter, if you're shooting a ball and it's not going in, you start to lose confidence in your shot. You need to have a streak of making a bunch of shots so you regain confidence again. Anyway, I'm going to close by saying this. I don't think you need to have at least one round experience sparring, although it goes without saying. Most of the boxing bros have several rounds in the bank of being in the gym, working, training, sparring, all that. But I don't think that it's a requirement for you to understand, for you to have an opinion on the sport of boxing. But I, so for you to have an opinion, I don't think you need to be in the ring and train or whatever. But for you to understand boxing, I think you need to. For you to have an understanding of what someone's going through in a certain moment, whatever, I feel like you had to have been. For you to understand what a body shot can do to you, you had to have taken one before. I got hit with a body shot. I couldn't move my legs for three seconds, bro. I tried. Like, I got hit, and I'm telling my legs, run, run, and I can't even move. I have no control over my body. When they say paralyzing body shot, what do you think that came from? Someone who got hit with one. <laughs> they didn't move. You understand? So all, all I'm trying to tell you is you can watch boxing. You can – Understand the X, you can know the X's and O's of boxing, but to understand, to experience, to you had to at least been in there. The next topic we're going to discuss on boxing, bros, is do you believe the WBC is going to force Tyson Fury to fight a mandatory? So Tyson Fury right now is looking for a voluntary title defense. A WBC rule for a voluntary defense is that the voluntary must be ranked in the top 15 with the WBC. Circulating the internet is the possibility that Tyson Fury will fight uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller. Jarrell Big Baby Miller. Yeah. Um, Mr. Big Farmer himself. He's looking to fight him next. But Jarrett Big Farmer Miller is not in the top 15 currently with the WBC. So now uh, there are reports coming out that the WBC might make Tyson Fury fight uh his mandatory want his man fight a mandatory. So 
Let's take a look at the report. This is from Michael Benson. And it states, uh, Frank Warren has stated that he's set to have a meeting with the WBC president, Mauricio Suleiman, in the coming days and expects him to set a mandatory for Tyson Fury's next fight. Current rankings are Deontay Wilder, number one, Andy Ruiz, number two, Anthony Joshua, number three, Frank Sanchez, number four. So before we dive into the rankings, I just want to point out that Tyson Fury has already fought Deontay Wilder three times. Andy Ruiz, I guess, is a possibility, but they were talking about that and hasn't happened. Anthony Joshua has already rejected uh, the opportunity to fight uh, um, Tyson Fury because he's going to have a fight in August, and, and he plans to fight Deontay Wilder in Saudi Arabia in December. And Frank Sanchez, I mean, he got booed in Brooklyn. And I saw it firsthand. So now we're going to go to uh, the WBC uh, rankings. All right, let's take a look. Uh, as you can see, Tyson Fury is the champ. There he is. But let's go to number five. Is Fury going to fight him? He's the NABF champion from Canada. Number six, Dillian White. He already fought Dillian. Uh, Bacoli, um, a potential fight for him. Jared, big baby, Anderson at number nine. Joe Joyce at number 10. But he just lost to Zhang. As you can see, Zhang isn't ranked in their top 15. So that does that mean he can't have a voluntary with Zhang? Um, Otto Valin at 11. Joseph Parker at 12. His buddy, Joseph Parker. Ajit Caballo at 13, which I don't know how that dude is at 13. He has the EBU title. Luis Ortiz at 14. And F.A. Ajapa at 15. I'll use I'll do F.A. Circle that one for, for a minute because that's suspicious energy for me. Where they got so, Usyk rated? <laughs> let me go down and see if they even have Usyk rated. Now, Usyk wouldn't be in the WBC though, right? I mean, he probably doesn't pay their sanction. Yeah, he doesn't pay. I don't think he pays uh, the sanction fees for that one. But as you can see, there's no Gerald Miller here in the top 40. So um, for him to have a voluntary, their rule is it has to be someone in the top 15. And so I'll turn it over to you, Trill Dollar Bill. What's your uh, answer? Do you think the WBC is going to force him to fight a mandatory? And if so, who do you think from that list they would force him to fight? We be clowning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Suleiman ain't doing nothing. They ain't made Tyson ain't doing nothing. If he ain't fighting fear, I mean, if he ain't fighting Usyk, who cares? You know? And do I believe that WBC is going to force Fury to fight? They're not going to fight to fight anybody. As long as they're getting their little bread from him holding the belts or whatever, they ain't, they ain't doing They ain't making no moves or nothing. You know? Um, they might put him in there with Wilder again. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in boxing history. <laughs> you know, for real. I just don't when it comes to the WBC, man, they they taking away all their integrity by all the crap that they do. 
all this crap that they tried to do. For the record, Trill, sorry to cut you off, but if this does happen a fourth time, you would really be Trill Nostradamus. I know. I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. You know what I'm saying? We we be clowning around. <laughs> I won't be surprised with them. You know what I'm saying? We be coming up with stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 do it, you know? They don't care, man. WBC, man, it's starting to become a joke, man. And these belts are starting to, man, I don't want to say it, but it's... They're making they're making this this stuff a joke. They they are, you know, greed and all. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Let's have a different conversation. Or Trill, how you feel about the these belts and Mauricio Suleiman and the WBC and the WBA? That's a whole different other topic. You know what I'm saying? But I don't believe that they put no pressure on nobody. All right, G. Yeah, um, I think they're going to make probably Andy Ruiz. You know, I know that Fury is saying that, you know, they already reached out to Andy Ruiz's team and he asked for like $20 million, I think they said, or something like that. Like he priced himself out, but I don't know, man. Well, Fury, man, who could call it? But when you look at the, the top five list, and obviously Wilder's already happening a bunch of times, the... <laughs> Frank Sanchez, he's not big enough, you know, and I feel like with the WBC, it's like more political than it is uh, for them. It's like it's all about money. So it's like which fighter will guarantee them the biggest bag? And it's going to be uh, Andy Ruiz fight out of the those top guys with the exception of Wilder. You know, so I think it's going to be Andy that's going to get the mandatory slot. You know what I'm saying? So, well, at least I'm hoping, you know, like out of the top five. Um, hold on a minute. I'm trying to think. Who else was on that list? The top five? Was AJ on that list? AJ was. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, if or AJ. You know what I'm saying? So, it's either, it's either Andy or AJ. That's how I'm looking at it. But AJ's already being taken. You know, because he's about to do the 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 wilder fight, you know. So, yeah, I think I think it's just gonna have to be uh, Andy Ruiz. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And I don't know who this this uh, our number five. I don't know who this number mm-hmm. five guy is. So, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Bob Bob's a funny guy. I let me click on it. You said you don't know who. Uh, I want to make sure that this yeah, is the dude. Five, I think he is. If this is who I think it is, yeah. No, if this is a pop up yeah. that showed up, we don't see it. You don't see it. Oh. Yeah. What do you see? Oh, you still see? Um, oh, I saw. It. Yeah. The dude, uh, what is it, uh, Moshkadov, um, he's he's sixteen and 0, 15 knockouts. Um, he had a unanimous decision victory over Carlos Takum, and Marius Vac he knocked him out. But 
That's it. Those fights, bro. I thought I was talking retired. Nah, he still fight, bro. He beat Taco um last year, September September sixteenth. See, you know what I'm saying? Dudes beating up on guys past their prime, trying to take their name. That's that's uh, they getting rated. That's how they get rated. <sighs> so you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Fury fought that dude. But um, I you you uh you you finish G. Yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be Andy or... Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Andy. I'm going to tell you what I think. Why in the world is F.A. Ajapa ranked at number 15? 100. Why is F.A. Ajapa ranked at number 15? It's the most sketchy thing I've seen. And I wonder where F.A. Ajapa was ranked during their last rankings and if he went up. Because, see, the easiest way to make this F.A. Ajapa fight and, and save face for Fury is to say the WBC ordered him to fight F.A. Ajapa. He didn't want to fight F.A. Ajapa. The WBC made it a mandatory, so that's why he has to fight F.A. Ajapa. And now he gets to fight F.A. Ajapa and not make it look like he avoided the stiff competition. And I'm just being honest, I think he's going to fight the easiest name in the top 15, which is number 15, F.A. Ajapa. That's what I see happening. I, to me, right, think about this. He, for a voluntary, he can only fight someone in the, in the top 15. And then F.A. Ajapa just comes 15. And now they're talking about the WBC it's going to make them fight the mandatory WBC, like you said, Trill. They don't. Wilder didn't have to fight no mandatory. They don't make nobody fight mandatories. So it just seems really conveniently set up for the WBC to come out and for them to come out and say WBC has ordered that Tyson Fury fight uh, the number fifteen uh, contender uh, as a mandatory defense. FA Ajapa. Because Wilder is tied up in a fight with Anthony Joshua, and, and Wilder's one, and I think Joshua's three. And the other person, number two, thinks Andy Ruiz, he got legal issues, plus they're saying he priced himself out the game. Number four is Frank Sanchez. Frank Sanchez couldn't sell out a, a high school auditorium, right? So you got that. Um, yeah, it just seems like, they're going to take the safe route on this one and, and make Tyson Fury fight F.A. Agapo. Or Jit Caballo, because that's been floating around since forever, and he's ranked in the top 15, too. So my prediction is if the WBC orders him to, to take a fight, it'll be a Jit Caballo or it'll be uh, F.A. Agapo. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros are comments made by Teofimo Lopez in which he stated he wants to kill Josh Taylor. All right. I remember another fighter said he wanted to catch a body in the ring. And I remember how everyone reacted to that. Now we got Teofimo Lopez saying he wants to actually kill a particular fighter. And that fighter is Josh Taylor. We're going to listen to what he had to say. And then we're going to discuss it. Well, we're going to listen to what he had to say. We're going to look at Josh Taylor's response, and then we'll discuss it. So this is Teofimo Lopez 
saying that he he wants to kill Josh Taylor. This video appears courtesy of Punch Drunk Boxing. We're only going to show the snippet that he posted on his social media page. If you want to see the full interview and listen to the entire statement, you have to go to his YouTube channel to listen to it. So here's a snippet that he posted. And I said it like it is. I want to kill Josh Taylor. What the f- does that mean? People are like, well, let's get back to boxing. I'm like, that is boxing. Mm-hmm. This is what we sign up for. So it sounds like more like murder, but hey. You <laughs> signed up to kill nobody. I don't know nobody that signed up to kill nobody. Yeah, that's what we signed up for. Right. So uh, here's what Josh Taylor had to say. Uh, Josh Taylor on Teofimo Lopez saying he wants to take his life in their fight. Josh Taylor stated, let him come and try to take my life. Let's see who's the one that ends up in the back of an ambulance. Let him come and try. We'll see what happens. So that's what uh, Josh Taylor had to say about that. So I'm going to turn it over to you, G, man. What's your reaction to that? Man, dudes be going too far when they're trying to promote a fight, man. It's just <laughs> yeah, he's doing the most, man. But like, but but Josh ain't no better, man. Like Josh responded fire with fire. Like, it's like, come on, fam. Like, <laughs> all of that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's all cute, man. It's just antics, you know. So yeah, that's just I don't, I don't believe Josh. I low-key kind of believe T.O. because he's kind of weird lately. Like, my man, he's, you know, he's he's working he's working somewhere else, somewhere in his mind. You know what I mean? So, can't call it with T.O. But Josh, I think Josh's response was literally just that, just a response to, to T.O.'s foolishness. You know what I mean? But I, I don't think it's ever that serious. Even if you, like, because it's like if you really, 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 really deep down inside – Hate a person like that, all right? You're not gonna broadcast it all like that on TV and stuff like that. So I don't know. It just it sounds cute, man. Unless you're a rapper. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I might get a record deal. <laughs> you a rapper, you ain't. You better not do that to yourself unless you wanna you want a Rico case or something, you know. So I don't know, but To man, like I feel him. He probably might really like. Yeah, I, you know what it probably is? Maybe right now what he's looking at, like this fight means something so much to T.O. that what's helping him get through his training camp is if he visualizes, you know, really violating Josh Taylor because he probably thinking, if I don't violate Josh Taylor, this could be over for my career. You know, like, ESPN talking down on me, you know, so I got shop around, so I got to make this fight look good. You know, this is, everything's on. He, he probably risking his whole career right now off of this fight. So he got to pull out that nice victory. Because if not, he's probably thinking, they're going to rob me. You know, so he's probably, th- you know how he is, man. You know how his mind works, man. This dude, you know. I don't. <laughs> Well, you I know, don't know how his boy. Well, he said like ESPN is all about black fighters. This and third, so find a white fighter, huh? Find a white fighter. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, you know, like he always had these like conspiracies 
So I'm just saying, like, because he already opened his mouth about his opinions about, you know, ESPN before, you know, he's probably thinking, yo, they're gunning for my career. They don't want to see me shine. They already took my belts from me. You know, now they're about to take my career from me. I got to kill this guy. You know, that's it. You know what I mean? So I got to take him off here. <laughs> got to take him only off. Only one. And that's me. me. You know what I'm saying? So suck think he's good. Suck good. think he can whoop me. You know? <laughs> so I, understand what, yo, I don't understand it, but I understand it. Like, I understand the reasoning behind the madness, you know, of, of Teofimo Lopez. So I, that's what I'm saying. Yo, my man, for, for T.O.'s sake, I hope he wins this fight. You know what I mean? And I really just hope, you know, T.O. gets help, man. Just get help. You know, I think, honestly, T.O., maybe you should sign with, like, Golden Boy or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe because then maybe you'll find uh, fewer excuses to, to, to invent about the way your career is not shining and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So get with Oscar and him or something. I don't know because I can't see you going anywhere else that's going to show the love that you, you feel like you expected. All right. Dog Bill had somewhat of a more compassionate take. He was sharing with us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to share with you all, but Dollar Bill. I will absolutely not share it on that <laughs> I'll do it on the next one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it'll tie in better. You know? <laughs> what I'm going to say on this one right here, Lopez says he wants to kill Josh Taylor. Yo, I'm a man that believes in energy. And I believe in the universe. And I believe you get back what you put out, right? You show love, you get hugs. You show hate, you catch slugs, right? And whatever you say, whatever you speak from the tongue, you have to be mindful. Because it can come back. Um... I hope this was a mistake when you were saying this because of all the other stuff you got going on. Like G was saying, I'll get into that to the next chapter, but I agree with everything what G was saying. But to be all honest with you, real cornball. I don't respect it. Not in my sport. You trying to come out here and kill some, nah, not in my, not sucker. I don't play that. And I usually don't go off and and call people names and stuff like that. But if you're talking about killing another fighter in a sport that I love, and you're not talking about competition-wise, and you talk, nah, I'm not with that. That's some sucker stuff. And you're a sucker. You know? And you better hope that that energy doesn't transform and come up on you. You don't wish nothing on no man. You don't wish no death on no man. You don't do that. I don't wish jail or death on nobody. This is competition. The best man, if you train, you train hard, you do what you're supposed to do, the best man, the best athlete will win. All this killing and murdering stuff, you ain't about that. That ain't you. You're an athlete. But I know what it is, and I know where it's coming from. You're miserable. 
And it's not all your fault. And we're going to get into that to the next one. But as far as you saying you want to kill Josh, you're wrong. You're wrong. And anybody that stands behind that, you're wrong too. Not in my sport. Not in my sport. Too many people done lost their lives. Too many people done got hurt. For you to be sitting up here talking like, oh, you're going to kill. You ain't, even, you ain't even like that. It hurts. And I find it very disrespectful. And I'll call you all types of wits in there. I'm not trying to get a disclaimer. I've been doing good. You know what I've been doing good. But you're wrong for that. I'm sorry. I almost got past. You almost got me. You almost got me. You almost flipped out. You almost got me. <laughs> You're on mute. Yeah, my bad. I, that. I feel you coming from Trill. Like, I don't like calling people names, but especially fighters. But the only thing I can think of is lame. Like, he's lame. Like, <laughs> it's just lame. The whole thing. It's like, oh, you're dying sport. This is what we signed up for. Is it what we signed up for? Signed Want up you the dude being wheeled out of the hospital after Cambosis beat you? Talking about you had air in your lungs or something like that and, and wanted people to be compassionate for you. Now you're the same one up here talking about you want to kill Josh Taylor. Like, come on, bro. Like, what is this, man? Like, that's not even cool. It's just like. I've, I've told us the people who caught bodies in the rain actually don't act like it's cool. They ain't never been the same. Yeah, they don't feel good about it. Like, it's not, you know, I think I think sometimes you don't know what you're saying. And we'll get we'll get into another segment. I actually don't think you understand a lot of things happening around you and it gets you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think Teofimo Lopez, uh, people don't understand this, but to be a prodigy, to be a talented fighter requires numerous hours in the gym, dedication to the sport, being phys- being physically prepared, being technically sound, being mentally prepared. And the thing with Teofimo Lopez is the mental aspect of boxing, I don't think he has a good support system. And like Trill said, we can get into it in the next. He has someone putting immense pressure on him, trying to live vicariously through him with unrealistic expectations. And that's the voice that's in his ear 24-7. It's not a disciplinarian. It's his biggest fanboy is his trainer. And that's always a bad thing always a bad thing and his big his biggest fanboy is also supposed to be his disciplinarian and that's his father but his father will go on these youtube channels and say ridiculous things just like his son will so it's very poor guidance learned behavior and you have two idiots 
who every time they appear on YouTube decrease the value of Teofimo Lopez's brand and they don't even realize it. <laughs> I used to like Teo. Exactly. <laughs> I thought Teo was nice. I thought Teo's career would be further along than it is right now. I thought Teo would be doing the things that Devin did is doing right now. Now he's appearing delusional in his mind. It's like he sees himself in a way that's clearly not real. Like I saw him say, after I beat Josh Taylor, everyone else is going to step up and start trying to do what I just did. What the hell are you talking about? What have you done that hasn't already been done and improved upon? Like, bro, the, my takeaway from this is we're witnessing someone unravel right before our eyes. And he really needs help. But I don't know if he's going to get the help he needs. He needs to stop going on YouTube channels because every time he appears on these YouTube channels, he decreases the value of his brand. But most importantly, like when it comes to, to, to his talk, he needs to watch himself because Josh Taylor isn't some bum who can't fight. And I saw Sander Martin drop him. He claimed it was a slip, whatever. Right? And I've seen him get rocked and I've seen him get dropped by Cambosis. And I'm just saying to you, I don't think they're as good as Josh Taylor. So... Sometimes you don't want to poke the bear and you don't want to provoke that dude. And, and he got two fists and hands and gloves, and he was actually really undisputed in his weight class. He and really he beat dogs. And he beat dogs. Yeah. Regis. Yeah. So he's battle tested. So if you think this dude's a joke, I'm mean, out here somewhere, Teddy Atlas said. Josh Taylor was overrated. So you know what that means. He's a hell of a fighter. Because <laughs> Teddy said he's overrated. So that means Josh Taylor's a hell of a fighter. So watch yourself, T.O. Because like you said, Trill, that same bed you got making up for uh, Josh Taylor, you may have to line it, man. That's the way this world works. Hopefully both of y'all will be fine after the fight. But that energy is horrible, bro. And it's not winning you no fans. You're actually losing them. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Teofimo Lopez. His wife is divorcing him, and she's taking half. Now, some of y'all may not be familiar with Eddie Murphy Raw, but if you are familiar with Eddie Murphy Raw, you can find out what it's like when a woman takes half. You know what I'm saying? All right. But right now, we're going to talk about uh, Teofimo Lopez and his situation. So, again... This is from Punch Drunk. You can go to his YouTube channel to listen to the interview in its entirety. I'm just going to play a snippet that he posted on social media from his interview with Teofimo Lopez. You're not in a happy place? Yeah, I just, you know, there was a lot of, there's been a lot of personal issues, you know, and that play, that plays a big role, especially as you come up in the ranks and you're a top fighter. You know, a lot of things that people don't really know. Like right now, um, just a little insight, you know, I'm 
my ex-wife, she filed for divorce. She's going to take half of my money and everything else with it. So, you know, that that's just part of it. Hey, it is what it is. It comes with the territory. You live and you learn. As long as I'm living, I'm learning. You know, I haven't seen my son. So, you know, everything just plays that role. It's, it's tough sometimes, you know. And for that, you know, for her to kind of diss me in front of the whole world by not passing my kid, you know, or our kid, I should say. You know, it just it's stuff like that that really plays those toes. I'm doing everything for my son, and I'm doing this for, like, the new generation of boxing. So when those things don't come to play at that time, of course I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, but I'm learning. I'm learning throughout the works of everything. This is such as life. It just comes with the territory. You got to know how to be patient and everything. So, you know, listen, I mean, this is my third fight officially at 140. I'm facing the kingpin of the division, Josh mm -hmm. Taylor. And, you know, that's the thing, man. We aim for the impossible to make it possible. Once we start doing it, not to cut you off, once we start doing it, though, then everybody's just going to jump right onto it again. <laughs> All right. So you heard what he had to say there. So now what we're going to show you is a video from uh, about like three years ago um, when he actually married his wife and give you some backdrop on that story. So, uh Prior to him marrying his wife, his mom was his nutritionist and his sister was involved in his career in terms of like helping him organize his, we could say kind of like equipment manager slash, you know, assistant. And once he married his wife, they just disappeared. They want to know parts of it. So take a look at this story. But in December, 21-year-old Teo proposed to his girlfriend, Cynthia, who is six years older decision which was met with disapproval by his mother and sisters you know the age difference that's what they don't like you know if she was a gold digger she would have definitely easily been with anyone else on april 23rd tio married cynthia however his sisters and mother did not attend are you ready i told her that this is your first child getting married you know, whether it's your the one that you didn't want to see get married first, it's your first child. I would love and I appreciate if you would. If it's not their way, it's the highway. And it sucks. I have my father there. And that's all that matters to me. You know, they say I've changed. You know, they say I forgot where I came from. And it's not that I forgot where I came from. I did change. I did. You know, I changed, but I feel like I know that I changed for the better. So I'm more um, mature about things. I'm accepting maturity. You know, I'm accepting what's coming. This new outlook has also led Tio to making some changes. Uh. So, they have it right there, man. Um, his wife is divorcing him. His mom and his sisters never approved from the jump, and they showed their disapproval by not being there for the wedding and everything. I'm turning over to you, Trudeau Bill. What's your reaction to all that? Uh, we've seen this happen. This old marriage was from the start. I alluded it to this in the previous um, episode segment. Excuse me. Uh, how I feel? Can I open up? Can I? Can I talk from the heart? You know what I'm saying? Can I not just be? Um, it's your time, man. When I see when I see when I see Tio, right? You know what I'm saying? I see a kid who was miserable, right? And it all started from the wedding situation. Everything was going good, everything was right. He found a girl that he loved, right? And his family didn't approve. 
you know, right there. That's the problem. And your father, even though he was there for your side, he didn't approve to. I seen interviews and he had words, you know, he was talking about even with your fight coming up, you know, like there was a lot of issues going on, right? I feel for you in that way, right? Because as a parent, as a father, and, and here's another thing, too, because I see your biggest thing, like, bro's talking about it, too, because we talked about it off air. What I see, right, I see you're, you're miserable, right? And I've seen that it's trickling down and it's coming from your family. I think you need to get rid of your team. You know, I see it coming from your father. And here's the bad thing, like, right, sometimes, like, as fathers, you know what I'm saying? We don't want the sins of the father. We don't want our things that we went through and we don't want to pass that on to our kids. So we change our behavior. So we become different and better people. I know for myself personally, I've been doing a lot of things, did a lot of things. I didn't want to have my past and my trauma and project that on my babies. So I made the necessary changes in my life that I needed to, you know, I don't see that happening with, with Teal. I see that he's carrying hurt, pain, being miserable, and all that from his folks, his parents, his father. His, his father made him lose that fight with Cambosis. Go back and watch that fight and listen to the things that his father was telling him in that fight. The kid, Theo, he needs a whole new team. I'm sorry, you need a whole new team. I don't have no right. My son wants to marry whoever he wants to marry, right? Well, I'm going to disown my son. This is what he want to do for the rest of his life. This is his life. If this woman is hurting him and doing stuff like, okay, that's fine. Because you don't like the person that he's married. I don't have to like my son's girlfriend. I'm not, that's, I had that issue. I don't have to like my son's girlfriend. I'm not sleeping with her. My only concern is my child. Be there for your child. Now I understand, like, you know, he's, he's, is he going through these things? He got all this stuff. Yeah, his family messed up his, his, his wife and his happy life because he loved that girl. Yeah, she's six years old, whatever, whatever. But your family got involved, and that's why y'all getting a divorce. Too much bickering, too much stuff like that. It made you not. Uh, it made you not happy. I seen it. I was telling the bros, even when you was doing your videos and you jump roping and you try to make light of the situation, you look unhappy. I know somebody that is unhappy. I've been unhappy for years. I was dying inside for years. I know what it looks like. And it's for you. You have to change. A t I, I'm going to ask you this because I feel like you need to separate yourself from whoever and get a whole new team, a whole new perspective. You're talking about, oh, now my lady is keeping my, my baby from me. That might be a good thing, bro. That actually might be a good thing. So you don't put that, the negative energy that you're getting from your family onto that baby right now. You need to work out. Like my daddy always said, there's three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth. 
I can only imagine what you're putting that young lady through because of how you're feeling about yourself because of your family. Now you can't go around your family, so next thing you know, you're going to stop blaming her and you're feeling a certain way about her. Your family feels a certain way about her. This thing was destined to happen, and I'm sorry that it happened. But I think, Teal, I think that you really need to separate yourself. I think that you need to separate yourself and, 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 and be with some people that care about yourself. That's what I believe. Because I've been there. I've been hurt. And that's all I do. That's all I can see is, is he, him hurting. And he's going to continue to hurt other people unless he deals with that hurt. And that's right. how I feel about that. Right. G? Yeah, I'm looking at it from another perspective. I actually agree with Tio's family on this. Um, I don't know the inner workings of Tio and his wife's situation. You know, but anytime an entire family doesn't rock with one person, there's some red flags there, you know, because normally it'd be like, all right, maybe the mom or maybe the sister or maybe the father may not like the person, but everyone else is like, nah, she's cool. If everybody's like, nah, we're not rocking with her, it's like, yo, I'll be like, hey, son, let's think about this now, you know, let's have a conversation, you know, and and where me and uh Trill differ is like, like although I understand what Trill's saying, like hey, that's you know that's your son's life, you know he that's his woman, you, you respect that. I I get it, but sometimes like people could get manipulated, especially if she's older. She probably knows what she's doing, right? And so the fact that we looked at an old clip where. The family was like, yo, she's probably in it for your money. And he's like, nah, nah, she's not a gold digger. But then now she's getting a divorce and taking half and not allowing him to see his kid. It's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, your family was kind of right, you know? So, because, like, to me, even if, like, let's say you and the woman just wasn't working now, you know? Like, why couldn't she still be like, hey, you know, we're not working out, but I'm still allow you to see your child. Unless your relationship with your child means nothing to this woman and you're just a meal ticket, you know? So that's why I'm like, uh, I kind of have to agree with his family on this because this just seems kind of like, it seems odd the way she's moving, you know? Um, now, it could be, both sides could be at fault, the the wife could had uh could have did some things wrong. Tio could have did some things wrong. The family could have did some things wrong. But if they're all adults, right, they could have figured out a way to make this work. And not for the sake of the relationship, at least for the sake of the child, right? But it's clear, like, the wife just doesn't want any parts of Tio Fima anymore, right? So there's something there that I don't, I'm not even going to try to, you know, uh, break down. But family's forever. You know, and um, it's funny it's coming from me saying this, but because I'm not, let me stop lying, man. Yo, listen, now nah, I still, yo, this is tough, man, because I don't have enough information, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I like to believe his girl was a gold digger, you know what I mean? Because it just makes sense for me, you know, like an older woman came out of nowhere, took their child from. 
from the fam, disappeared. Now she wants half. It makes sense. Like, yeah, she was just playing this dude all along for his money, you know? So it's unfortunate, man. I'll just say this. Yo, listen, if you have a kid, like, if you have, like, a son or, or, or a daughter that's potential, like, has potential to be great, you might have to have that conversation with your kid. Like, yo, you really want to get married? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just being real. Do you really want to? There's a strong possibility you have to give up half your stuff to this person that didn't really work as hard and this and a third. Now, it's different if y'all built it up together. But if you're already on your come up and then she shows up later on, I don't know. And then that's another thing, too. If Teofimo's family was all invested in his career, his father was his trainer, his mom's nutrition, all of that stuff, like, it was a family business. He chose his girlfriend, now wife, over the family, which was also the family business. That's really interconnected, which you're not supposed to do, but he chose to do it that way. And he chose love over blood. Like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's tough, man. So, it, it's tough all around. I think it's a learning lesson for all, all parties, man. Moving forward, T.O. will just remember, like, yo, family come first, man. And it's like, you know, women come and go, bro. But you always hop on next. You know what I'm saying? But you only got one mom, man. So, something to think about. Go ahead, Joe. Now, I, I, I already heard a little bit of you saying I apologize for that. I just wanted to say this, add this one thing. Um, yeah, blood is thicker than water. Only in certain cases. You exactly. need water to live. You learn that in the basics. <laughs> it was on me. I mean, I respect what, what both of you are saying. And this is one of those uh, family situations and things that and this is something he put out there you know most family business should remain family business so mm -hmm. if i was him i necessarily wouldn't have been putting this out there on a youtube platform um and i think that could show some uh level of immaturity again that we're talking about with teofimo lopez because you know you know to quote the great philosopher kanye west if you tell me you ain't did it, then you ain't did it. And if you did, then that's family business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, um, so you should keep the family business, family business. I think the beauty of family is you have different people with different personalities and people who react to the same situations differently. Just like you know, they say everyone grieves differently, everyone mourns differently. So where Teofimo Lopez dad showed up to the wedding and his mom didn't because she wanted to show her disapproval. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think if you believe that a woman is taking advantage of your son and you are not going to show up and act like you support that behavior, there's nothing wrong with that. And so his sisters didn't like his, his wife, his mom didn't like his wife. They felt like she was in it for all the wrong reasons. So they did not want to show their face because they wanted to make it clear to Tio that they were not on board with his decision. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can't force someone to like, it's one thing to be like, oh, you should support everyone. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel that way. I feel like 
for me, what I do with my body, my energy, and my time is up to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to stress myself out to make you happy. I don't have to. So if I want to go to an event, I'll go to an event. If it's too stressful for me to go to that event, I'm not going to go and stress myself out so you can feel happy. So to relieve Tio of all his stress, his mom should have put stress on herself. Hell no. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, if someone's going to be stressed and I have the option of not being that person, I'm not going to be that person. So I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to stress myself out. So I, I don't think it's, you can ask his mom to go to a wedding where she believes this woman's about to take advantage of her son. Fast forward three years later, now her son is about to have to pay half to a woman who didn't invest in the family business as much as she did. His mom and his sisters invested more into T.O. Fimo's boxing career than that woman did, and she's about to make more money than all of them did. And they saw it coming. But with that being said, just because you don't show up to the wedding doesn't mean you stop being a parent. And that's where I would say Teofimo Lopez's mom is wrong and his sisters are wrong. If it would have been me, and I had these situations, like what family is something where I would have to say to them, like, yo, look, you know I love you, but I don't mess with the shorty you messing with. So I'll kick it with you, but I don't want to be around that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It is what it is. But I would never disown my family. Oh, Come on. Yeah. So it'll be like, exactly. It'll be like, yo, I love you. You know I love you. Do whatever for you. But that person you with is no good. But I would be like this. I'd be like, but you have to find that out on your own. You feel me? And when you do, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about going to the wedding, though. I don't think that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. It's different if it was like dating a shorty. But when it comes to marriage, yo. That's why I said you don't have to show up to the wedding. That's why I said you don't have to show up to the wedding. No, but I'm saying I take it a step further. I'd be like, don't do it. I'd be like, please reconsider. You know how kids are, bro. The more you tell them not to do it, the more they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Listen, I learned, man. I'm not. You can't live your kids' lives for them, yo. Mm-hmm. They have to take the bumps and the bruises, too. You can't protect them from everything, yo. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do is guide them and love them on the way. Like, what are we going to do the whole time? Like, you're going to accept, you're going to be in the room while they humping? <laughs> that's what you, that's how, that's how, that's how hard you're going to be able to breathe. Oh, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on! <laughs> I'll I, be like this. Yo, it's too crazy. Like, no, like everybody is Everybody's so hard and tough nowadays, yo. Nah, but you gotta at least view you. You gotta talk to them, like, yo. At least go to a lawyer and see your options. Yo, that right there, that happens with marriage, right? If you go into a situation, she was with him before that when he had no bread. They ain't had no bread. He, he just, he didn't have no bread. It's because from what from the story I heard, she was a flight attendant. He met her on a flight, and he was already up and coming with money. 
Well, from what I heard is he wasn't even living like even he said he was. I seen an interview and he said, you know, he wasn't even to his to that yet. You know, he's an up and coming boxer and he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like she was older older than him. It's still at the end of the day, right? He was fighting on ESPN, right? When she met him, that's good enough for her. That's what I'm saying. He's he's this dude is fighting on ESPN. And you already know how it is. Like a dude projected to go to the NBA, a dude projected to go to this. Everyone knew T.O. was projected to be champion. I'm saying when all that happened, when that first happened, you gotta take about think about the fights that happened around that time. He wasn't it like if you're looking at it like that, unless you're a diehard boxing fan, nobody knew him like that at that time. Bro, you think they're not you think these women but, don't know? But like I'm that? looking at it like this, right? No, I never bro, heard of no story about her. We used to see look, 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 look. everything, everything they do, the first thing they do to women, like when the, a divorce happens, the first thing they go, Oh, she was just with him for the money, blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? She was, she was, I'm not, I don't know, the, I don't know the situations. I don't know if she's a gold digger. I don't know that. Who's I don't, the first I, one to do it to women? Men, right? Yeah. I'm not the first. Okay, so what about when the mom and the sisters do it? Yeah, the, <laughs> the women, no, they do that right off the rip. They want to, the, the women are the biggest haters, especially when it's to come to the baby boy. You got to understand, the, the mother and the sister, when it comes to the baby boy, oh no, they're not liking no woman. Especially if you're taking their place. You feel like you're taking baby boy's place. The mother's going to feel a certain way. Like how my, my son, I'm taking my, thinking about my personal experiences right now. I'm thinking about my son right now. His mother, his mother wasn't key, like with this late girl coming in. The mother's going to feel a certain way. She's going to feel like her position is being taken. It goes deeper than just, oh, no, this girl's a gold dead. Nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody just becomes so negative and so tough all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? It's about letting this kid, this young man, right? He's coming with all this trouble from his family. What? It's all support your kid. It's not about you. Support him. Okay, the kids are gonna make bad decisions. Now we're not gonna talk to him no more. Well, I don't think that. Again, like I said, it's easy to be like. Oh, support your kid or whatever, but sometimes you you don't have to. No, like I, if you, if you, did, you, if look, you did, you have to be there. You if have you to be did everything you need to do, which is feed them, clothe mm-hmm. them, educate them, right? Provide them with, with enough money to live. When you die, they inherit land. They don't have. They're not guaranteed. I'll tell you like this. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, I'll right. let you. I let you go. I let you go. Mm-hmm. Let me go. My kids aren't guaranteed. Diddly squats. I will die and leave it all to my cat if if I don't like the way they moving in their life. I don't have to give them nothing. That's to me the problem like sometimes. Like, yo, no. At some point when you become an adult, I am off the hook. While you're a child, I am obligated to feed you, clothe you, and I will do all that well. I will do that exceptionally well. I will do that to the highest degree. But once you're an adult, you defy me, you on your own. Yeah, that's a fact. And I don't feel wrong about that because I did my job at an extremely high level. My kid will never be able to say anything about me other than he gave me everything I needed. And once I defied him, he said, go fly. You ready to fly? Fly. Get out of my nest. Mm -hmm. No, I I, see. We're looking at it totally different. We're looking at it totally different. I look at it like this. 
yeah, it's going to be a time where to eat, but I'm still going to be my kid's parent. I'm never going to leave. Yeah, you're going to go on your own. Yeah, if you do something I don't agree with, that's fine. You find your way. I'm still going to be your parent. I'm still going to be your father. I'm never going to stop loving you. No matter what decisions you make. That's just where people are just different. And that's fine. We can be different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what makes us all special. But from the things that I went through and how I am, I'm not going to let a situation like who my son marries dictates if I'm going to speak to him ever again. Yeah, I love him too much. That's stupid. But again, I've seen situations where parents cut off their child and I believe that they were perfectly right for doing it. Like I'll give you an example. Like one kid's out in the street doing gang activities and doing things, people shooting at that kid. Then that kid comes home where the other kids live and the gang members are about to come and shoot up the house. Bro, you got to let that kid go. You There's no, I love you so much. You I'm going to let everybody no, come no, here and shoot no, up no. my whole house. You got to let him go. Do you stop <laughs> loving him? You stop loving him because you Nobody, had to let him go. Listen, it's not about love sometimes. I think you, no, you, but you, you stop caring about him. The two things are one and the same. You you can't say you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say you let your kids find themselves mm-hmm. and then say like, but you stop loving them. Sometimes you have to love your kid enough to let them find their way without you. That's a fact. Yeah, you understand? True. And so you can just because they're not speaking to him or they're not doesn't mean that they don't love him. But what it means is they can't shelter him. They can't cradle him. Like you said, people got to learn their mistake. They got to take their lumps and bruises without you. If I make life so easy for you, you'll never learn how to be an adult. Yeah, and we're forgetting about the third option. F those kids. How about that? I think what we're doing, we're, we're missing each other here. You know what I'm saying? I think we're missing each other here because we're, we're saying the same thing. But in, I think in, we're in saying different the same thing. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. It's just the circumstances. Like, mm-hmm. at what point is it let them learn on their own? Mm-hmm. And is that at what point would you would you step back? For me, because they married someone you don't like, you shouldn't stop talking to them, right? Yeah, that's how. But that's if there is some activity that can get you killed and other people killed, yeah, then you can like, stop talking to them. Right? Sure. I'm, I'm just saying it like this. Like, yeah. I'm never gonna do some stuff to like. I'm all. This is how I am. It's just like we was talking about this yesterday with with, with second chances and, and and everything else. Yo, bro, you know where I come from. You know how we are. Nobody, I know, I know. Y'all hear what you're saying, but I know you. You never left me down. You never, you never gave up on me. I can't see you doing that to your child because something. Yo, you spent times, yo, bro. You didn't agree with the people that I had around me. Did you stop loving me? Did you stop supporting okay. me? See, Did you get rid one, of me? One thing, one thing, one thing you're doing is making it personal. I never like to make things personal. Oh no, but, I, but I, I, I told on, you I was making it personal from the start. Hold on, No, no, but I said I was making it personal from the start. No, nah, but I, I don't like I don't like to make it personal because because it gets muddy. But two, bro, yeah, but I don't I as you know and you know this for a fact. I didn't do everything you did. I didn't I didn't agree when I didn't agree with what you was doing. I didn't do it. No, you didn't. But exactly. you never gave up. On well, me, I, and I and I wouldn't and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't agree with it. And I would tell you, bro, I don't agree with that. 
But mm-hmm. I wouldn't stop loving you. I already said that from you the beginning. You never stop picking up my calls. But what I said that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like, if you was doing like a whole bunch of things where it was like, yo, everybody's trying to come at your boy, then I would have to be like, Trill, I love you, dog. But yo, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta find ways. You know what I'm saying? I can't walk up the street without getting shot at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you. So that's because my love, my love for you would never let me put you in that predicament. But 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 that's what I'm saying to you. I think there's levels of understanding in in communication. So I think like like you said, I wouldn't for me personally, I wouldn't be in the situation that Tio's parents are in because the way I handle things. You feel me? Like I would have pulled Tio aside and said, "This, bro, at least get a prenup." Exactly. Please, I would say, bro, you're young. Whatever. If she really loves you, she'll understand. You feel me? She's going to get money regardless because that's just the way it is. She got your son. She's going to get the properties, whatever. I would have said, but but you just, you know what I mean? Get a prenup because you're young. You're making this decision to get married at 21, bro. Most people just start drinking at 21. You making a decision of who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. You feel me? So I would have done that. I would have done it like that. But some people... What I say is like, well, I agree with you. Is some people just let anger consume them to the point where they don't say, okay, I understand that he's going to do what he's going to do. Let's try to minimize the damage moving forward. So that's the type of person I am. Like, I, I realize that you were going to do what you were going to do, but I will always give you my peace. You know that, bro. I'll be like, yo, I'll tell you, like, yo, I love you, bro. This is all I fear. This is what I see. Whatever. But I would never, I would never show up and support anything that I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean, like you said, that I would stop answering the calls. I'll stop showing love. But it would be my way of just showing, you know what I mean, like who I am. So I so so I so I get all that. But what I'm saying is like I'm not saying I would do what Teofimo Lopez um parents are doing. But what I'm saying is like there's a time and a place for you to show support no matter what. There's a time and a place for you to let the kids take the lumps and bruises, like you said, and be there to say, like, you see what I'm saying? All these, all, and then, like G said, there's a time and a place to be like, fuck them kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all my kids are banging, and they out there, uh, what they call it, they out there lurking, catching people <laughs> lacking, right? And then they come home to my house, and then my house gets shot up. I'm kicking all them kids out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I say, you know what? The block will save you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to the block. The block will save you because I'm not getting shot. And then I'm going to put a sign on the on the lawn saying, I kicked them kids out. They don't live here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nah. So all I'm saying is I'm not saying when it's appropriate. I'm not trying to uh, dictate that, but I'm saying I understand certain situations where you got to say F them kids. I understand certain situations where you got to let them go out and take their own lumps and bruises and then you come back in with that knowledge. And I understand the times where you got to be there to constantly support them. But I'm just saying everyone's different. Like you said, that's what makes life beautiful. Where I may not be good at like, yo, someone else may be able to come in and give you that knowledge. But in Tio's case, I just think he should have just shut up about this in the first place because it's family <laughs> business. That's what, that's what I was saying. <laughs> but like I was saying in the beginning, we seen that this was going to happen. It started off bad. You know what I'm saying? And things are going to continue to get worse, I think, if 
Tio doesn't seek help outside of his environment. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel. This train wreck is going to be another episode. We're going to need have to call this a show soon because no, nah, yeah, yeah. Actually, bro, you said something I, I do want to touch on. Like, I do think his dad isn't the best influence for him because his nah. dad is like his biggest fanboy, and I think that's a problem. Like, his dad like lives vicariously through To. Exactly. He goes on the shows. He says ridiculous things. So To sees him. To goes on and says ridiculous things. He has no one who holds him accountable. He has no one who pulls him aside. And says like, yo, look, man, I, you're, you're hurting your brand. You're hurting yourself. Every time you go on the mic, you say something crazy. You said something crazy about black people. You said something crazy about white people. Then you did another interview. You say you want to kill uh, Josh Teller. Then you said, you, then you put your wife's business out there. You know what I mean? Everything. It's just kind of like, maybe maybe you're not right, bro. Maybe you, maybe you need some help. But his dad ain't going to do it because his dad's right there with him. On them interviews talking crazy. So I do think that, that there's a problem there. I just want to add that in there. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Javante Tank Davis is sent to jail for violating conditions of his release. We're going to listen to um, it be reported by the news, and then we'll take a look at a tweet by Michael Benson, and then we'll discuss this issue. So Here's Baltimore News reporting the incident. Baltimore native and boxing champ Gervonta Tank Davis is sent to jail less than a month after he was ordered to serve three months of home detention. He was taken into custody after an impromptu hearing yesterday. And now he will finish his 90-day sentence in the Baltimore City Jail. Deputies say Davis violated the terms of his home detention sentence in a 2020 hit-and-run crash. He said his home was too small, so he moved to the Four Seasons Hotel, but did not get permission from the judge. He received his 90-day sentence after pleading guilty in February to a crash that injured four people. Baltimore native and... All right, so here's the tweet from Michael Benson. So Michael Benson wrote, Javante Davis violated his 90-day home detention by serving it at a Four Seasons hotel in a $3.4 million penthouse rather than trainer Calvin Ford's house as judge agreed. This is why he's now been jailed. Davis' lawyer argued house was too small for security staff. And that's uh, the Baltimore banner as the source. So... If you didn't catch that, Javante Davis is now going to have to serve the full 90 days in jail because he violated his conditions of release, which was he needed to stay at Calvin Ford's house because he was staying in a hotel in his penthouse. And that's now why he's in jail. I'm going to turn over to you, Trill Dollar Bill. What is your reaction to that? Told you. <laughs> Told you. Um, this is bad, man. And he was trying to get that crib. He was trying to get that uh Scott Plank. He bought a uh, condo from Scott Plank, the actor, for uh bro told me three point four million dollars. Five uh thousand square feet. You know what I'm saying? I think it was or something like that. Um Yo, this is sad, man. This is incredible. People was like, oh, he got off light. Nah, we knew that this was going to happen. And it happened. 
You know, they're playing a dangerous game, man. But y'all don't get it. But that's all I got to say about that. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, G. Yeah, I'm disappointed because I don't understand how come he just didn't go to the courts and say, hey, you know what? This is the situation. The, the location is just too small for my security staff. You know, I need a new location, yada, yada, yada. It's okay if I move to so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, like, I don't understand why he would just up and move to a new location without notifying the, the courts, you know? So I just feel like either the kid is naive or negligent, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he, I don't know, man. This guy's just... I just really feel bad for Tank, man. Like, but then again, maybe it's a good thing. I mean, I don't wish no jail on nobody, but maybe he needs this to learn. Cause it's like, yo, why would you make this foolish mistake? You know, like they to me, I felt like the sentence, although with the community service portion was a little high, bro. You ain't gotta go to jail though. You know what I'm saying? You get to just chill, you're a millionaire, like. You can make do with what you got. And instead, he, he decides to to play Russian roulette with, with his uh with his freedom. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I'm just really disappointed in Tank on this one. I'm not surprised. I knew this was gonna happen. We pointed it out in the last uh video we did discussing the sentence. It's impossible not to violate the conditions of release that. He received, if it wasn't the where he was staying portion, he's going to miss a day of community service. There were so many conditions of release on this man that um, he was bound to violate something. And you're right, G. He could have gone to the court and requested that they move uh, the location of his house arrest, right, to the penthouse or the Four Seasons, right? He could have done that. But let's be honest, how many people would have been thrown in jail for 90 days simply for staying in a different house? Like, not doing anything illegal, not doing anything wrong. They literally just slept and stayed in a different house. You see, this was the point. They placed so many conditions on Tank that as soon as he violated, they knew they were going to detain him for the full amount of the sentence. Right. So now he has to serve that time in in detention. That's why I said he should have just taken less time and gone immediately into detention because he would have basically almost have been done by now. Instead, now he has to go. So he could have got like 30 days house of corrections. He would have went straight to jail. People would have been sat. The media would have been satisfied. The judge would have been more lenient. Everyone would have been cool. He served his time. Instead, he wanted to be out loaded with conditions that obviously he wasn't going to be able to meet. And I've seen this time and time again in the courthouse. It's almost like it's, it's the easiest way to, to, to get someone locked up. You let them walk out that door and they think, really, I'm about to walk out with all the charges that 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 that's on me. All I got to do is plead guilty. Yep, plead guilty. And we're going to let you walk right out that door with all these conditions. And soon as you mess up one condition, we're going to throw you in jail for the remainder of the sentence. It's a trap. 
It's a trap. And he fell right into the trap. He would have been better off saying, all right, give me 30 days, 40 days, house of correction. He would have went, almost been done. He could have came out, washed his hand in the situation. Now he got to do 90 days. Now you got to do 90 days. So now you got to do even more days and you spent what, like two weeks out? Two weeks is all it took. You feel me? And the judge couldn't wait for him to come before her again. So you're right, G. I could see if his violation of release was that they caught him drinking. They caught him using drugs. He beat up someone. He got into a fight. It's strictly he was staying somewhere else. And you mean to tell me the judge couldn't couldn't have been like, okay, so where are you staying? We're gonna move it to this place. If you, if you, if this is now that we move this, if you do this again. Right. I get what you're saying. He could have gone to the judge. But if I tell you you're on house arrest and it's not explained to you the right way, you think as long as I'm on one of my houses, I'm good. And he knew he was supposed to be at Calvin Ford's house. But he's he's thinking I'm not getting in any trouble. I'm not doing anything. And again, that's a question for his lawyer, too. Did his lawyer ever say to him, if you want to switch? Where you're staying, we must go before the court and make that request in front of the judge. Did he even know that? How much of that did he know? You feel me? And so it was a setup from the start. I'm not surprised when they load you with so many conditions. It's practically impossible not to violate one of them. You're just better off going in because all you're doing is delaying the inevitable. He delayed the inevitable. Now he got to serve 90 days. And, and that's what we were saying. And, and it really does. Basically, we know it ain't that 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 cut and dry. We know something had to happen. Let's just be real. Let's not. We, the kid's not just going to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, there was a miscommunication somewhere where his lawyer failed him or somebody failed him in the in the communicational bracket. Somebody there was some miscommunication for him to do that. You know what I'm saying? And he paid for it and they were waiting for it. This was a setup from mm-hmm. the job. He could have been one hour short on community mm-hmm. service. They, they would have locked him up. He could have did, what they give him 20 hours? He could have did 199 hours. They would have mm-hmm. been like, you didn't complete one hour Yo, of community Listen, service. I'm telling you, I know a guy, we all know a guy who was on federal probation, messed up on a drug test. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to tell you. They upset you, man. Listen, I'm not even gonna get into it. But hey. why are you right? It's it was it was it was a setup from the jump, and they and he, got, he, they he, got they didn't even want. give him a chance. Usually, mm-hmm. you on probation, you'll go for the judge, and then the judge is sit, and then you know you sit your situation, you talk to the probation with the judge and your lawyer, and then that's when they'll make that didn't even happen. That situation didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, like I said, I, I kind of knew that that was going to happen, and that's the situation. So you have to be mindful of the conditions and everything that are being placed upon you when you make that agreement. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Ryan Garcia and Oscar De La Hoya disrespect each other on Twitter. It's madness. All right, so we're going to take a look at their tweets that were put together by the great work of Michael Benson. 
And he wrote Ryan Garcia in an explosive public feud with his promoter, Oscar De La Hoya, overnight. And so Oscar wrote, WTF at Ryan Garcia. It's been almost two months and you're still crying about the post-presser. The blame for the loss is on you and your advisor, Lupe. He is the only one who pushed you to accept that insane rehydration clause. And that is the reason you lost. Man up, own that. Oscar De La Hoya stated, also, you keep saying that Tank's team offered more support for you. Blah, blah, blah. Bro, they set you up to lose with that rehydration clause. And most importantly, Al Heyman didn't even show up the entire week. Actually, he never shows up. That's um, how's that for support? Then Ryan responded, okay, buddy, you got it all figured out. Tired of you disrespecting my whole career and you think none of it matters. Loyalty and common sense is lost in your head. Stop treating people that way and think they will just accept it. Then Ryan uh, responded, because there's a picture that Oscar took with uh, Roly Romero. Uh, Ryan posted the picture and stated, and you go and act buddy-buddy with him. You don't care about your fighters. Really tired of this fake act. Stop the cap. Be real for once, man. I can respect you more if you just told me the truth. You're in it for the cash. No love lost. That's what he said to Oscar. Oscar responded, it's called promoting. What do you think sparked the fight week press conference when it was like being at a funeral. My job is to promote. Your job is to fight. No love lost. Then Ryan stated, weren't you just promoting the fake pack fight that I already told you I'm not accepting? You really think I'm going to fall for that bull twice? Then Oscar responded, not going to argue over social media. When you have time to sit down man to man, we can get you another huge payday. So that's how that ended. Uh, Ryan Garcia also ran into um, another YouTuber, um, Bradley Martin. And this is what he said, Tim, during uh, that encounter. Bring this back real quick. So he was discussing at the conclusion of the tank fight. Ryan Garcia was telling him about what happened at the end of the tank fight. If the win, I lost, I seen everybody leave me, and then I just got to see who was really there for me. After the fight, nobody was there for me. Like, my team but just didn't come to the press conference. They ain't going to do nothing. You know what I mean? That's so but average, I, man. I was, I was left with somebody betrayed me in camp. They weren't trying to look out for me after the fight. It was like, I was left with that. That's right. worse than fight bro it, it was the worst and i had tank's team really care about me more than my own team i had god with me the whole way if a win i wouldn't have got to see it so that's what ryan garcia had to say basically say he got more love from tank's team than he did from his own team so i'm gonna turn it over to you g what was your reaction to the public feud and and what ryan garcia <laughs> had to say i'll say um I, I I see it from both perspectives because I can see where Ryan's coming from and I can see where Oscar's coming from. As a promoter, my job is to promote the fights, you know, like and promoters, it seems like a it seems like a a, a devilish type of uh position 
because it's like you have to make fighters feel comfortable. You got to gas them at times. You got to do all kind of stuff just to make them become a star. And then sometimes you got to build these guys up knowing that they're going to lose, but you need them to lose so you can make a bigger bag later down the line. You know, so Oscar having pictures with with, with uh, Roly. It's like, hey, man, you know, this is the game, man. It's like, yo, listen, I'm trying to get a bag. Roley's the next victim. He's the next victim. It just is what it is, you know. And I think Ryan, I think because Ryan, I think now he's realizing this is a business. Because maybe at first he was probably naive to the whole thing. Like, maybe he really thought, you know, Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya and them really, like, wanted to see him uh, be successful, be the best version of himself. But at the end of the day, these guys... Well, in it for the bottom dollar, you know, like whatever could generate more money for them and what could propel their careers and their business to the next level, we're going in that direction, you know. So, like, it's rare that oh, it's rare that you see, um, like, like promoters like like a Eddie Hearn the way he is with AJ. Guys like that, they usually after like a loss or two, they probably like, all right, let me wipe my hands clean of this guy, you know. And so, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's like Ryan. I think Ryan's just upset, man. He's young, you know. And I think, and it's not his fault. Like it is his fault because it doesn't matter what age you are. You should know in this game, it just is what it is. It's a it's a business, you know. But I, I think he was hard, probably hoping. That uh, you know, his his promotional team would have been more invested in his success. But it's like Oscar's also right. It's like, yo, bro, you're the one who agreed to these terms with Tank. So that's your fault. You know, like why would you agree to this rehydration clause? Like, what are you doing? You know, so I can see both sides of it. Is and you know, Oscar doesn't seem like the most trustworthy guy, anyways. You know what I mean? So Shame on Ryan, man. Let this be a learning lesson. It's just like, you know, the previous segment we were talking about Tank. Tank had to learn some. Hopefully, Ryan now learned that this is a business and people aren't going to do what's in the best interest of them, not in the, what's in the best interest of you. All right. Trill, Trill, Dollar Bill, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. All right. What's going on? How I feel about it? Uh, yeah. Look, um, is this the love triangle? Another episode <laughs> of the love triangle? Uh, look, um, this happens. We knew this was going to happen. This was set up to happen. Um, it is what it is. Ryan was going to part ways anyways. Uh, we seen that there was trouble brewing. He's been since the Canelo incident. When the Canelo incident happened, he was riding with Canelo. And then, you know, uh, it's just that, you know, it's the promoter fighter thing. It happens the promoter fighter thing. Ryan doesn't want to be there. Ryan wants to be with the cool kids. You know, <laughs> that's what Ryan wants to be. He wants to be with the cool kids. He doesn't want to be over there with Oscar. Oscar was a great fighter, you know, but in the eyes of like the, the, the boxes coming up, the young boxes and, He's he's kind of considered 
with all due respect, <laughs> like a cornball, with antics that they they cut it. Oscar in with, you know, dressing up, you know, with his behaviors outside the ring with ladies and all that. You know what I'm saying? No, it, it affects him. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to stay serious, but it's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who you going to want to rock with? You going to want to rock with him and that be your OG? Or would you want to go where the cool kids are? And that's what I think this is happening with Ryan. He wants to hang out with the cool kids. You know what I'm saying? And it was destined to happen because De La Hoya doesn't know how to he was a great fighter. He just don't know how to, with the other fighters, relate to all these other fighters. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a, there's a, something there. This is, you know what I mean? But um, hey, it is what it is, man. I wish they could just split, you know, respectfully. But some things, that's how it is, man. With business, sometimes it gets dirty. Yeah. Look, man. Like. I don't have all the answers. I mess up. I sometimes, but what I do know is this negative energy equals negative assumptions. So when you don't show up to a post fight press conference for one of your fighters and they look over and they see the other promoter there for the other fighter, and you can say Al Heyman wasn't there, but Floyd Mayweather was. Floyd Mayweather was there. Leonard Ellaby was there. And Al Heyman has been in the background his entire career. So you don't get to nitpick and be like, oh, Al Heyman was there. Tell me, show me what post-fight press conference Al Heyman was ever at. So you you can't call Al Heyman for being Al Heyman. Al Heyman doesn't want to be the star. He doesn't want to live vicariously through the fighters. So he lets them have their own shine. He plays the background. Unlike you, Oscar, who you showed your face the entire week until Ryan didn't win. Then you weren't behind him. So then you weren't behind him. Now you know that it's possible he may fight Roley Romero. And you're in a picture smiling with Roley Romero. And I'm under the assumption you weren't in communication with Ryan when you took that picture with Roley. So negative energy, negative assumptions. Let's say you had one conversation with, with, with Ryan and you were like, yo, look, I apologize for not being at that post-fight press conference. Like I had legitimate reason to fear for my life, although I don't believe you. But you would have said, yo, I'm proud of the way you performed. You, you, you made Golden Boy proud. Your stock increased. I can't wait to get you in the next fight. I'm trying to get you a championship fight with Roley Romero. And that's the goal. I saw what you said. I take it seriously. I'm trying to get that done. When you post that picture with Roley and Ryan sees it and you say it's promotion, he can really believe you. But you don't talk to him. You don't speak to him. You don't take accountability for not being at his post-fight press conference. Right? And then all of a sudden he sees you in the picture with Roley. I'm just saying, man, there are also ways you can explain not being at the post-fight press conference if it's real. If it, if it really was, yo, I didn't want to see Floyd. I didn't want to see this person. I didn't want to see that person. I was emotional about the fight, but I'm proud of you, and I want you to know that. Just tell them that. 
Like you, at some point you got to be real, which brings me to my last point. So negative energy, negative assumptions. A lot of negative energy comes from lack of communication. Sometimes the way you feel isn't really the way it is, but you never communicate. So all you keep having is negative energy. You understand? And so um, this dude, Oscar De La Hoya, I'm be honest, man. He's on his last leg. You see what Don King is right now. Like Oscar may be throwing fights in, you know, in ballroom soon because I'm telling you, yo, Ryan's done with him. Canelo left him. It's not a good sign. And now he has Harmy Duck Gia and Virgil Ortiz. And Virgil's if, going. Virgil's leaving. That's what I'm saying. If they don't resign with him, he is done done. Like, so I just I just think Oscar, you gotta treat your fighters with respect. And I think Ryan's eyes were open to a lot of things. And he's dumb because I still think Ryan, I'm starting to like Ryan. Like, I think Ryan got a lot of potential. If you get Ryan to focus on boxing and train Ryan with boxing at 140. He got some big fights at 140. And I'm about to say something that some people may get. I mean, I think Ryan versus Regis Progray is a pick em fight. I mean, I'll you can give the edge to Regis, but I'm just saying Ryan is not completely out of that fight. Ryan versus Tio. You know, Ryan versus Josh Taylor. I'm leaning towards Josh Taylor, but my point is they're good fights for Ryan out there. So they should have been there to show him love. And Devin's on his way to 140. And according to some people, Devin like trying to do what Tank does. So anyways, I'll close by saying this. It's 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 bad to see. I, I can't envision Ryan resigning with Oscar De La Hoya. I don't know when his contract's up. But Ryan's on his way out, and Oscar's going to lose another one. The last topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is our prediction for the upcoming fight. Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez. I'm turning it over to you, Conspirit G. Who you got? All right. I'm actually – I got T.O. by decision. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really that fond of uh, Josh like that, to keep it 100 with y'all. So I think T.O. could pull off this victory. But I don't think he's going to knock out Josh Taylor, though. But I think he'll do enough to 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 win by split decision. So split decision, T.O. Fimo Lopez. <laughs> um, yo, as y'all know, I never get a Josh Taylor fight right. <laughs> you know, I just can't seem to get it right when it when it comes to Josh Taylor. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was saying, bro, you got the Catterall fight right. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, I, but, mean, I don't know if it was right, but you yeah, it but you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know everybody was, was like, "True, you tripping?" <laughs> but you know, uh, listen, I, I think I'm looking. I'm going for. Uh, I think where's the fight gonna be at? Oh, like New York, right? Ooh, I think it's in New York. 